1: Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
2: This is Let's Talk About The Husband with me, Stephen Bailey.
3: And me, Zoe Lyons. The podcast where we, we put a cultural eye on all things pop cultural.
2: Yay! A year later she's over saying that. I'm over she's saying over it.
3: it. Yeah, I've sort of took too much of a run up to that intro, didn't I?
2: But I liked it. I really Thank liked you. it. Yeah, So just first really... off,
3: I have got to talk about your tree. I can see it in the background. What's like that it? on the top?
2: It's a fairy. Oh no, what is it? An angel. It's an angel or a fairy. Looks like a bog roll. It's from habitat. Is it? Yeah. Oh wow, well. Looks done. like a bog roll. Yeah. Gold in her hair. Well, it looks like
3: a posh bog roll.
2: Thank you. Do you know what, though? These fairies, they always look like those things you put on a toilet. Do you know, those women that you put on a um, toilet yeah. roll. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they always look like. I'm not yeah, um, decorating a tree. I throw it on like a petulant child.
3: I can see. It looks like you had a tantrum, like a yeah. tinselly tantrum.
2: Well, I couldn't undo the lights so they're just lobbed on tangled like <laughs> and then you go to my mum's house and they're all placed so nicely she's got time
3: though Stephen. we haven't got time we haven't we're busy busy time. busy Speak we're busy yourself,
2: busy babe. I'm, I'm wearing a christmas jumper Look. oh gorgeous what does it say have a bad oh have a rad christmas
3: oh yeah red. well done yeah red. have a red christmas yeah Got that from a charity gig I did at the London Palladium last week. Just dropping that in. Oh there you go.
2: my god, I I'm not living for you right now. Your yeah. corporate queen, your London Palladium. Like, who does London Palladium in December? Only Julian Clary and you. That's yeah, all. that's it. Yeah, yeah. And then she's probably like, guys, she's probably going to be like, I've got nothing on now till after Christmas. Like, I've only got nineteen corporates, seven telly jobs. No, and um, nothing. a skiing trip to Barbados.
3: A skiing trip to Barbados. Even that's be a stretch for me, Stephen. Um, no, I've, I'm, I've got, I've got, I've got uh, just a handful of gigs. That's it, really. And one that's corporate. That's all I've
2: got. That's yeah. all I've got. Without, the I'm corporate. just
3: ready to stop. Are you?
2: Yeah, I want to hit reset. I really felt yesterday. Honestly, I know I should be more jolly and festive, but I've started mm-hmm. with my winter throw. Yeah. I've started every winter. I only get a blocked. Right nostril. Yes, I've noticed. This Only about the you. right nostril. Yeah, mono nostril. Mono Yeah, and it gets to the point where it's like, right. I just need two weeks with turkey, chocolate, my family and friends. Yeah, and just to reset. I've got dead eyes. I've got dead Christmas eyes.
3: Yeah, I've. I mean, I. I mean, I really struggled this morning to get to this microphone. I. I really do feel like I need to hibernate for a bit. I feel like a squirrel that just wants to gather her nuts around her. <laughs> That's all I want to do. I just want to lie in a little darkened, cozy den with my nuts.
2: That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. I want to be, I want to hanker down with your nuts.
3: Yeah, let's all just hanker down with my nuts, people. Just gather and my nuts around you.
2: Also, everyone goes feral in the streets over Christmas. Like,. <laughs> And I'm a drinker, so I don't know how like people that don't drink deal with Christmas crowds. Oh, yeah. Because on Saturday, so I had a gig in the afternoon, mm. a matting gay, if you will. A matting gay. Yeah. And then the evening I was pretending to be Zoe Lyons and I had a corporate, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But they were both in Manchester. So I strolled from matting to corporate. En route. This was 5 p.m., baby cake. Yeah. 5 p.m. I walk past an ambulance, had the blue lights on, no noise, parked up, pop, like, you yeah. know they have the side door of the ambulance, not the double back door, but the side door. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the window of the side door opens, this woman with red hair sticks her head out and is like, right, I'm ready to come out now. And oh, I my start, God. trying to climb out of the ambulance. I saw someone trying to break out of an ambulance. Oh, my God, at
3: 5 p.m.?
2: No wonder I've got dead eyes. Yeah, yeah.
3: No, it's a, yeah, it's a funny time of the year. It's a funny time of the year. We need an assistant. That's what we need at this time of. The, we need somebody to take <laughs> care of our diaries, to tell us what we need to be doing, to, um, to do our Christmas shopping for us.
2: Oh, my mouth to God's ears. Yeah. Although I don't want to say this, I think it's going to kill you done all my shopping and wrapped it all.
3: You see, I just don't understand that.
2: I, I don't have nine corporates a day. No,
3: but I... We're not doing Christmas presents this year. Only my nieces, they're getting Christmas presents. Um,
2: are I, your nieces like kid kids?
3: They are six and eight, so they're like yeah, kid you kids.
2: do it for that age still.
3: Can I tell you the weirdest present that one of my nieces has got? She won't listen to this so I can disclose it. Um, yeah. Um... It's my mum has bought it for her. It's a. It's. I couldn't quite believe that this was a purchase purchasable thing. A pregnant mermaid. What I know, yeah. A doll. A pregnant mermaid doll. Yeah. You can actually get it, Stephen. It come. Actually, it
2: comes. Does it give birth? I
3: don't know what it's like. It's got. It's a mermaid, right? Yeah. But it's pregnant. And there's a little baby mermaid inside, but also so the... it comes with daddy mermaid. It comes with merman. They're and... so
2: like family mermaids.
3: Yeah, family of mermaids, but not one of them's got any, I'm going to say reproductive organ. Like, I don't understand where the mermaids, I don't, Just so many questions. Oh but...
2: my God, I can see it.
3: Have you Googled it? Yeah. Yeah. Pregnant mermaid. It's not right, Preg- is it? Is it this? Yeah, that's it exactly. Yes. Oh my
2: god. Yeah,
3: that's it exactly with merman. I don't understand. And a
2: carry, and a carry shell for when they give birth. Yeah, a carry Look.
3: shell, a little baby carry shell for the for the baby mermaid.
2: How has your mum even come up with that?
3: I don't know. It's just not. It's really disturbed me. I find it a bit David Lynch, but you Look can't at say the baby. that. Baby. Oh God, it's not right. It's just not right, but you can't say that to a six-year-old. I find this deeply disturbing, a bit like a clip from a razor head. Happy
2: Christmas. Say it to your mum.
3: Oh I my god. Baby mermaid. None of them, I'm gonna say it. I'm calling it. Have got any
2: genitalia. Where is where's some the... Anyway? Well, well, fishes have sex. Maybe they lay an egg and then they swallow the egg or something. Oh god. Do. I can't do that. Listen, I didn't I didn't come up with this no, shit. No, I it's didn't come up with that fault. shit either. It's your mum's fault. Somebody
3: came up with that shit. Somebody oh. at a toy factory went, do you know what we're lacking this Christmas? Pregnant mermaid. Anyway. You
2: know, I can't believe what people get paid for. And I cannot believe... Do you know sometimes you look at people and go, you are robbing a living. And then some of us are on the hustle. <laughs>
3: What's made you say also, that?
2: robbing a living. Well, I just think someone got paid to come up with that pregnant mermaid shit.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it.
2: Took the rest of the day off. That's it. And nailed here it. Here I am, my bucket of dick jokes going round any gig that'll offer.
3: Yeah. You just splashing your bucket of dick jokes all over the place. Yeah. And somebody's nailed it with a pregnant mermaid. Anyway. Some... So. So I I go back to, yes, you sent me a challenge. And I go back to what I said just a few minutes ago. We need need an assistant.
2: An assistant.
3: That's where I want to get to. That's the point I want to get to, Stephen.
2: Now, guys, I made Zoe watch a little show called Kathy Griffin My Life on the D List. Go on. What's your top lines? Top lines.
3: Okay. I find anything that I watch that's to do with stand up comedy a bit eggy. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, right, I feel a little developing. bit. I just feel a little bit uncomfortable watching. Maybe because it's because you, of course, you're contrasting and comparing to your own existence and your own sort of work. And, um, and i so I find it always a little bit, um,
2: challenging. And Americans get paid more.
3: Americans get paid more. And they turn up to gigs in limousines. Limousines was a lot of limousines.
2: So I need to know. Before we delve in, what which what which have you watched? I wa- okay, I watched I watched the first one. Series one, episode one.
3: And then I, sort of, I had a little like delve, little dip into later ones where her hair okay. her hair gets a lot better.
2: A lot better. Doesn't it? Yeah, it gets a I lot better. I always say this. I say it about Kathy Griffin and Girls Aloud. It is proof that money can turn anything into a princess. Yeah,
3: you can. Uh, money definitely improves one's barnet, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness, yeah. When I hit make my first million, Stephen, this barnet of mine is going to be...
2: <laughs> half,
3: half my half barnet is going to be... You can't
2: be far off your first million.
3: I, I think we're quite a way off. Anyway,
2: <laughs> but so
3: the other okay. This is the other thing that I took away from this, and I find really eggy. Anybody who has their partner as their sort of semi assistant, no way, you don't do that. So, but as her husband, there are a lot of comedians
2: that do do that.
3: Oh, I just find it so. I cannot imagine my partner tolerating that from me. Hey, just read no my way. read my jokes out to me so I know what I'm going to be doing when I get there. She'd be like, shove it up your ass, Zoe Lyons. Oh shove that up your backside. But I
2: know a lot of people in this country mm. that have their partners as their assistant. Who? I don't can, want to say.
3: Go on, can you give us a clue?
2: Like... Go on. More people that do predominantly the circuit...
3: Oh, really?
2: Yes. Then say, you know, the the telly lot. Yeah. Maybe the telly lot do, but I'm not around them as much. But yeah, I know a lot of people that do the circuit where it's like their wife. There you go. There's a clue as well. Okay. It's also, you know, manages their diary, their live diary, sends invoices. Have you not heard this? No. I mean, that's... Oh my God, I feel like I'm always sat in green room with these straight white men tend to be a bit older, and their wives like run their diary.
3: I mean, it doesn't take that much work, does it? Let's be honest with running your diary.
2: If I let Rich do it, we'd fall out every week.
3: Oh God, yeah. If I let my wife do it, it would be absolutely horrific. Well, I tell you because, I tell you why, I don't know whether Rich would do this, but um, definitely my partner would put a limit on the amount that I worked, and they'd be like, no, you've done enough this week, you're not doing this. And I'd be like, oh my God! They'd put a cap on it, I think.
2: No, Rich wouldn't do that. But what Rich would do is he'd try his hardest, probably still get it wrong. Yeah. And I'd get mad at him.
3: Yeah, yeah. The thing is, as a comedian, you know what you can do and where you can get to. We, logistically, we... We can... Did you just hear my stomach?
2: I actually heard that. I thought it was the dog.
3: No, that was my stomach.
2: Oh, my God. You need to eat more and I need to eat less.
3: I... Oh, I mean, I ate quite a lot yesterday. What did you have? Oh, before my gig, I had. I went to um, Gourmet Burger Place. Oh, the I burger places. Love
2: Gourmet Burger Kitchen. We had a bit of
3: a um, we had a little bit of a comedy All Stars get together in the Gourmet Burger Kitchen in um in Brighton. Who's
2: we? And where was I?
3: Uh, you weren't here. Uh, it was myself pre my show at Comedia. It was myself, Joe Wilkinson, Kerry okay. Godleyman, Jen Brister, Robin Perkins, Matt Richardson, and myself all had a burger together. Oh, were not you all happy and nice together? Yeah, it was quite nice. Matt organised it. I didn't because I'm terribly antisocial, um, and it was it was rather jolly. And I had uh. um, I had. Um, a very hot and spicy burger with um, uh, habanara jam and jalapenos. That went right through me. Oh. Um, but I also backed it up with fries and tenderloin chicken bits.
2: Oh, no. Tenderloin chicken bits as well as a burger. Yeah, yeah. I never just uh, have a burger. I mean, we've had
3: this conversation before. Um, a burger's I not enough. I
2: respect that. No, I respect that, I, but I'm shocked you do
3: that. Oh, I eat a lot. I mean, a burger is never enough. You have to back up a burger with some sort of chicken never, nugget.
2: Never.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, you need
2: a buffet. You need a buffet. Yeah,
3: that's why you, That's why they have chicken on a menu as well. It's, to, it's the sort of airbag around a burger to bump up your burger. Surely you yeah. know that.
2: Yeah, of course I knew about the airbag.
3: Yeah, the airbag of, of chicken, chicken around your burger.
2: My McDonald's order. Yeah, is a large quarter pounder with cheese meal, full fat coke. Because what's the point in going diet when you've already done that? Yeah. Side of chicken nuggets. Yeah. How many? Flurry. I got six or nine, depending on what mood I'm in. Yeah, I'm six or nine. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Do you have a dip with it?
2: Yes, I I always have the curry dip. Or oh, if I'm feeling shishi, I get the cream and do you know the sour cream and chive one? Fifty p. Curry dip with your nuggets. Yeah, I love a little curry dip. No, 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 no. Well, what do you have? Barbecue. No. Yeah. So that is so basic. Everyone has barbecue. Yeah,
3: I'm quite basic when it comes to these things. Oh. Anyway, that's what I I can't remember how we got onto that. But we yes. So um. I couldn't have my partner as my assistant no. doing my diary. It would be an absolute disaster. So in Kathy Griffin, My Life on the D-List, her f- husband, first husband, Matt. Yeah. yeah, Who is a software entrepreneur in his own right, so I don't know why he hasn't told to shove a diary up a behind.
2: Babe, you wait till series three. He robbed £70,000 from her. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly,
3: allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. Yeah. No, it all goes a bit tits up, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's why you don't have your partner doing your diary.
2: Or knowing your bank details. (sighs) I just wonder if... Where are you on that? Do you and Cindy share bank details? Do you know each other's passwords and shit?
3: No. Do you? No,
2: we don't. No way, babe. No way.
3: No. I have to explain, dear listener, that the sound you can hear is Stephen Bailey wiping his nose with a like cr- crinkle cut.
2: Christmas! Co- it's Christmas kitchen towel. Oh no! Got a little bit of um, what's that oil called? You know that oil you put on it? Um, oil. Albus oil. Albus. Oil, Albus, not yeah. Albus. Albus oil. <laughs> Albus Dumbledore. Albus oil. Are you not well? I've just got a blocked nasal passage.
3: Just the one.
2: Just the one. Literally, it's just this side of my face. Yeah. The right ear and the right nasal passage is killing me. But it's Christmas. I think we can all forgive me with a bit of that Christmas spirit. So this is my thing. This is why I wanted you do to watch Kathy Griffin, My Life on the dealer mm. So I know what you're saying is it's eggy.
3: It's eggy. Say-
2: what? No, listen. Right. Listen. And I know you're saying the husband yeah. is a bit... I think he's a bit emasculated, dare I say it? But <laughs> what I will say, <laughs> do you think? Yeah, I think so. It's just, okay, it
3: just sounds funny coming out of your head. <laughs> I just oh,
2: I thought, oh god, she's going to call me an anti-feminist sexist <laughs> piece. So, and then I thought, but what I do like about it is, I do think to an extent. Obviously, we have to remember America has more money they're treated a bit more, even if you're on the shit list in America. Like, in America, you can do one series of a TV show and live off it for the rest of your life if you're careful with money. We don't get paid like that. But what I do find about it is with Kathy, especially in the early series, you see the hustle. Yeah. Like, because you go, I don't know about you, but there are days when I am on set with, like... Ben Shepherd, like proper household names. And these days when I've got a booking to perform at a 70-year-old's birthday party. You yeah. get there. You're made to stand in the kitchen. It's actually at their house. And you're performing in the back garden. They don't have a PA unit. So you just have to walk out the conservatory doors as if that's a red curtain. And it's nice to know it's not just you.
3: No, that's... Oh, gosh. Yeah. I never perform at people's houses anymore. No. I, I've learned from that. I want... I once did a wedding, and it was at the wedding that I went, I will never do a wedding again. Yeah. You can really ruin somebody's day. Really ruin somebody's day.
2: And also, it can end up that the best man is, like, funnier than you in their speech because they actually know the people. Yeah, you
3: don't know them. You don't care. No. 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 Um, But, yeah, she does hustle a lot. i tell you what I found. I found it actually quite tiring watching it because... Um, watching somebody hustle makes you feel like you have to hustle. And I just, um, you know me, I'm really bad at the hustle.
2: But I think you are bad at the hustle. Yeah. But I do think you work hard.
3: Yeah, once I'm there, I work hard. But the hustly bit, I just don't like it. You know, having to go to these charity events just to get people to come to your charity event. That American hustle, I'm like, oh, God, it's exhausting. Really exhausting. I'll tell you what else I found weird about it or enlightening. Uh, the fact that John McEnroe at some point had a talk show. I know. Yeah, he had a talk show.
2: He was shit. Really bad. Really bad. Really bad. And he got
3: her name wrong because Kathy Griffin was on. Yeah. And it's funny because her name's not that complicated. It's not a name that you'd normally stumble over, but people seem no. to get her name wrong all the time. She's, they call her Kathy Griffin Kathy Griffin the whole time. And John McEnroe they got her name. It. They yeah. make
2: it harder because they say Kathy Griffith Griffith. Yeah. Yeah. Griffith. That's yeah. harder to say. Yeah. And then
3: I didn't I didn't watch this in the series, but does it feature I don't think it does feature because when did this stop? When did this the last series finish? Um do you remember
2: she got in? Do a... you remember when when the west wind blows Among the thin valleys, Who said that? I don't know, it's an old one. Isn't it? Yeah, I'm having a breakdown because I'm ill. Um, um, <laughs> I know what you're going to say, you're going to say about the Trump ketchup mask. Yes! Yeah. So she tweeted a picture
3: holding what appeared to be a decapitated Trump head.
2: It was a mask. It was a mask. Ketchup I'll say it. it. Yeah. yeah.
3: And um, the backlash from that almost ended her career, didn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. But then she did a world tour off the back of it because I think because the rest of the world was a bit like, I can't believe Trump is your president. Everyone was fascinated Mm. by that story. Like, because I went to see that show at the Palladium. Did you? She'd sold out the Palladium And it was a three-hour show with no break. Wow. It was really good and fascinating. Was it? It Yeah. And it was one of those where you go. It wasn't like consistently funny for three hours. It was like, it was one of those where one minute she talked about the Kardashians. The next minute, like, she's telling us about how she's lost her career. It was very fascinated and the one thing that she kept saying in it i think you can watch on amazon prime a cut down version of it but one thing she kept saying it was going everyone was going you had a picture with trump's decapitated head and she's going he's still got his head yeah i'm not come after me if i was literally holding his head i'm not holding his head yeah yeah also it's a
3: bit weird to sort of talk about your career being ended when you to a full house at the palladium
2: yeah i think she meant her tv career Is she back on the telly? Not really. No, Mm. a few like talk shows have booked her since, but I don't think she's back with a series or a a special or anything.
3: But then the live, a live, a sold out global tour is pretty much all you need, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm. I don't feel. I feel like Jesus if I could sell out in Iceland,
3: because I have to (laughs) say, is that the dream, Reykjavik?
2: I can't even queue jump in Iceland. The supermarket. No, No,
3: no, no. I've played
2: Reykjavik. Have you?
3: One night, I did a gig. One, I did. Um, I did Reykjavik Pride about um, God, about ten years ago. Um, and played. I did an hour show, to about five hundred Icelanders. Um, and they were very sweet. I don't know if they fully understood all of it, but they were very sweet. Oh. I'd go back. It was a nice place. The very handsome people, the Icelanders.
2: Yeah, and have you been to Norway?
3: Yes, my dad used to live in Norway. He lived in Oslo for a bit, so oh my I went to God. visit him. I there. had yeah.
2: sex with a man in Oslo. What's your dad's name? No,
3: I don't think it was my dad. I, I think he uh, might have mentioned it. Yeah, um, well, I don't why know. Why would you bring that up? Well, I don't know how into eighty-year-old Irishmen you are.
2: Do you know me at all? <laughs> uh, they're very pretty. they're very
3: handsome as well, the Norwegians, aren't they? Yeah. Not as good looking as the Swedish, and I have a theory about that. I think it's because Norway's on the coast, um, and there's a very strong, uh, cold wind that comes off that North Sea, and I think the Norwegians have to brace themselves for that hitting their faces, so they're a bit more...
2: Scrunched up.
3: It's a bit more scrunched up, whereas yeah. the Swedes can relax a bit because the winds drop by the time it hits um, Stockholm. That's just my theory. It's my theory. You can read about it on my um, one of my sociology lectures. One anyway, of
2: your, one of your travel logs. logs.
3: One of my travel logs. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, so did you? So, going back to the show, Kathy Griffin's show. Yeah, I find it quite inspirational. Like every time you're going through that dip, or oh, you're going. Oh my god, I've got nothing in. Oh my god, or like, oh you've got, you know, you're you, you've got a tour to sell. Like I find it quite an inspirational watch.
3: Okay, yeah, I tell you, it was lovely. She met up with Joan Joan Rivers in New yeah. York as well, and that made me happy and sad. I realised I miss Joan Rivers.
2: I miss Joan, although Joan's material in this mm. day and age.
3: Well, it all gets cast under a different light, doesn't it, as time marches well, on? Well, I don't
2: know. People are going after friends. Like, I love Joan. Yeah. I'd, I'd worry for Joan in 2022. I really y- would. Yeah. She,
3: she, well, the thing is, she just didn't hold back, didn't she? she? She. Um. Didn't she call somebody the C word on Loose Women? Which I just, I've, I mean, that's just the ultimate dream, isn't it?
2: Yeah, because she thought they had five-second delay like they do on all the American shows. Yeah. And we're too cheap to have that.
3: So, yeah, I think she... Um... This is
2: the thing. There is the British work ethic and the American work ethic. Because in America, you have to have someone that... Sorry, actually... that was my phone. Oh my Sorry.
3: Not work. It's not Busy work.
2: Lady. Busy lady, are we? Yeah. Busy. Um So, in America, they actually have someone that actually has to watch the show as it's going out. And if someone swears, they have to hit that button straight away so it beeps it because they've got five seconds on their show. Over here, no one can be asked watching the show while it's on. So you've got no-one to hit the swear button?
3: We have a swear button on certain things, don't we? I thought radio I had a swear button.
2: Only on pre-record. Oh. So, like, if we were, like, now, if I was, like, you like, producer Paul could oh yeah. beep over that.
3: Oh, now we're going to have to beep over that. But, yeah, Do we but have make... to
0: beep over that. It's a lot of work for me. Oh, okay,
2: uh, okay.
3: See? See? <laughs> Brits. Typical yes. Brits. Yeah. Leave it, Paul, leave You're it. You're
2: doing yeah. your work thick. I'm, yeah. I've got American in me somewhere. I had American once, me and me once, 2018 Las Vegas. But when I went did... to Kiss, we had a big delay uh, on the um, on the phone-ins, um, but it was like a seven-second delay, so everything was seven seconds behind. Yeah, then...
3: you see, I thought we had that. You see, thank you, Paul, but yeah. The
2: people that phoned in at, uh, in the morning show on Kiss were, were out to try and catch out the presenter anyway, so it, it was you exactly. needed.
3: yeah. Cause I sometimes I... listen to an LBC phone in if I'm driving home late at night.
2: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our
0: prices down. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: Do you remember how we originally met Zoe Lioness?
3: No, it didn't. It never went down in... Um...
2: Wow! Wow. <laughs> oh, wow and, wow.
3: and I think that's your fault for not making it memorable enough.
2: Oh, well, actually, what you've just done is abuse (laughs) your power because you were the talent lady and I was the runner on the right stuff. What? But did we
3: actually meet?
2: Yes. And clearly, clearly you're one of those. The runner means nothing to you. But I don't think
3: we ever met on the right stuff. I know you were a runner on the right stuff, but I don't think we ever met on the right stuff.
2: Well, I can't remember if that's true or false. Yeah, so maybe you, see... you should have made a better impression as the star. As um. the star. But anyway, let me talk about that. So you know they have the phone lines on the right stuff.
3: Yes, that was always a bit um, interesting to see whether the... Go. It was go. All... Yeah, because it was live television and people were phoning in.
2: And we don't have the delay. And it was my job to put the calls through.
3: So oh god I, so did you I speak would... to them initially
2: and then so what would happen is you would speak to them initially and you'd get emails and you'd ring them and you'd you'd basically you'd ring them back to check that they weren't going to be like yeah dickhead on air yeah and so you'd ring them and you'd have to get a vibe and be like what exactly are you gonna say and do like that yeah and then you'd put them through and i'll tell you what the amount of like because also like let's put it this way. Who watches the right stuff? It's OAPs, it's old people. It was old people. It was quite a lot of old people. Sinister old people, so it They were <laughs> sinister because they'd ring up and they'd be like a dithery old Doreen. And then the minute you'd get on air, they, they'd go, Matthew, I'm not going to lie to you, I think he's a twat. And you go, oh my God. Religious, religious, <laughs> and then they come running up to you afterwards and be like... Did they say twat to you? And it's like, no, I didn't hear them say twat. And then be like, do you know what? I'm gonna put them through. I can't yeah. control what they say, but also it's why we should have a delay button, you lazy fuckers.
3: Yeah, absolutely. How long did you do that for?
2: Hmm. So I moved to London in 2009. Yeah. I think I did it 2009 to 2000 end of 2011, like two and a half years, because. I wasn't a comedian when I started. I started comedy in 2011. Yeah. And then I did a year of the right stuff after I've started. So that's probably about right, 2011, 2012. Because it was perfect because we finished at, say, two. So it meant I had the only afternoon for a nap and then I could go and gig. Yeah. But then in the end, I had to kind of move on from the right stuff because... Um, Obviously we gig, sometimes you're getting in at one and I could not be there at 6am after No,
3: early start, isn't it? Yeah. I used to have to get up at four in the morning to make it onto that show.
2: Did they get you a car all the way?
3: Did they get me a car?
2: No! Did they get you there the night before? Did you just have to get an early train?
3: I've got an early train.
2: Oh my God.
3: Yeah. But (laughs) at one point it was the only telly I was doing and I just thought it was better than no telly.
2: Of course. Yeah. Some might say it kickstarted your BBC career. Yeah. Channel 5. No, it was Channel 4. 5,
3: yeah. Channel, channel 5. five
2: yeah. yeah, Channel 5. I love yeah. Channel 5. People actually watch it.
3: I quite like Channel 5. Now, it's um, it has um, definitely improved its scheduling over the last few years. It used to be a lot of the boy who ate his own foot type documentary
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um people though this actually circles back to kathy griffin nicely because like she jokes that she's on the d list because you have to take any gig you can get at this point mm-hmm. and there is a truth to that going well if you want to pay your bills you do have to work you can't hold out in the hopes that Steven spielberg might call yeah you have to work in the meantime and get all the jobs and i remember when i got celebs on the farm for channel five which was like it was one of my first jobs. It wasn't my first. I'd done like Big Brothers, but on the side, I'd done a little ITV breakfast show thing. But it was like none of the comedy shows were booking me. Still aren't, sweethearts. But they, um, <laughs> they, uh, they. When I got to Channel Five, I remember like people at certain other channels, like Dave. I'm going to say it. They don't book me anyway, Dave got really snobby about it, and it's like, but actually, Celebs on the Mm. man beat Dave in the ratings every night it was on. So it's like, be judgy, but people watched it, and also people liked it.
3: Yeah? Have you ever done a job that you've really
2: regretted? Probably. Like a TV one? Yeah. Have you?
3: I'm um, trying to think. There's one that I... I think
2: I definitely probably have. I'm just trying to think about it.
3: Early on in my, I remember the first stand-up show that I did on television. Um, it it was two puppets that were presenting it. Are
2: you joking? <laughs> no. I can't imagine you dealing with puppets. Well,
3: no, it was two puppets presenting it, and. And then they had um a bit like Top of the Pops, like a standing audience. No. Do you remember there was like a standing audience at Top of the what Pops? What was this show called? It was like the oh, it was it was like um I want to say Bill and Ben, but it's not that old. Um, um it didn't last very long. And then they would have a comedian on a sort of podium doing sort of 10 minutes of material to this standing-up audience. Oh, no. It was pretty bad. um. And I remember they struggled to get an audience in. I think they just got sort of backpackers off the street to sort of stand there and watch this comedy. But it was my first bit of telev- television. And, uh, yeah, I think it was so bad. It didn't get, I think maybe four people watched it. So actually it was it was okay because nobody sort of saw it. Um, and that was my first time doing stand-up on television. Oh, my God. On a, on a podium in a nightclub with two puppets presenting um, to backpackers. Do you, remember,
2: do you know when you see, like, on Top of the Pops, like, S Club 7 on the Saturdays and Girls allowed being like, it's not glamorous, this life, you know? I used to always think, oh, piss off. Piss off right now. Yeah. I agree with them now. It's not that glamorous, is it? I agree with them. I honestly can't think of a job I regret, but I think that's just because I'm such a money whore. Yeah, I I'm would just agree. Kind of like, Well, if you're paying me... I'll I'll do do it. Anything really? Yeah. If you're paying me, like, and sometimes I think, you know, I'd rather be doing some sort of shit show than some of the comedy clubs where it's like I've got to deal with drunk people. Like,
3: and also going back to Kathy Griffin, she describes herself as on the D list. Have you seen her house? Yeah, I
2: I thought that as well.
3: I was like, that's a D list house, is it? It's beautiful,
2: and it's massive.
3: It's Absolutely massive! It's got a sweeping drive. Um, it's a complex. Looks like it's in. The, it looks like it's in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, that's a D-lister's
2: house, is it? I don't know.
3: Wow, right. I don't yeah. I wouldn't mind being on a Hollywood D-list if that's what uh, it got me.
2: Honestly, I just feel a bit like with it, like. What I do like is, though, like, because she goes to Iraq and Afghanistan, she's performing at the Laugh Factory, she's performing her tours, she's going on talk shows that are cancelled after two episodes. Like, and I can really relate to that. It's like throwing as much shit at the wall until something sticks.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm done with that, Stephen.
2: Were you ever doing that? No. <laughs> yeah, you were. I, th- I would say you're hustling. But I don't think you're, like... I don't think you'll know you're hustling, but I think if someone was like, do you want to do this? I think you'd be like, yeah, we've got to do it. I've got to pay, pay the bills, isn't it? And that's what's led you to here. Corporate queen, quiz show host, unidentified project that we're not allowed to talk about yet.
3: Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Sometimes it's so tiring, isn't it? What other job do you have to just keep banging away like this?
2: Do you think, I have I always get this from Kathy as well. The dealish show is Mm -hmm. the show that made her a star, but everything else she was doing was the things like she was trying to do to become a star. And it was like nothing mattered. And sometimes do you ever feel like that? I mean, people must feel like that in their everyday jobs. Like sometimes it feels like you can't do enough to get that promotion, that step up, that acknowledgement. You're going, hello. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah when does it get a bit easier
3: i don't think it ever does i think i don't think because that's just life isn't it Mm. and i don't think life gets easier i think your attitude towards it softens yeah and so you allow it to flow with greater ease yeah yeah i think that's
2: what happens um Because would you ever like to be, like, very, 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 very famous?
3: No, because I've seen what that looks like and I don't like what it does to people. Um, Not what it does to people, but um, unfortunately, um, you would then become the property of the public and that would be something I would not like at all. And we both know very famous comedians and we've both seen what how it has to affect their behavior and change the way that they do things and I would not like that in my life at all.
2: No all I would like from this career is for it to be steady like I don't know about you but I every time do you know when you go because I'm from like a very working class family the estates of Manchester Preston Mm. and like we were all out yesterday and it's like when they go so what have you got on next? Are so you like, I genuinely don't have anything in the diary. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got gigs. Yeah. But what you're filming next, literally nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when were you filming next? No, I might never film again. Like, that yeah. is factually correct. You yes. hope it is not correct. But. But the answer is right now. Right I now, have we have nothing, nothing in the, in the diary. diary. Yeah. And for as, as much as I know, some it could come in next week. It could come in next month. It could yeah. come in in six months. It could come in a year. It might never come in again. We don't know. Yeah. But some, do you know when you asked that question? It's like, oh, my God. I wish that wasn't a thing
3: yeah that and that becomes quite tiring and i think i think what it is as well because family and friends get quite excited about the prospect of you doing things on telly don't they Yeah, yeah. so it's it they have that excitement about it without having to sort of wear the um Anxiety and uncertainty of never working again. So for them, every time that you get something, it's like, "Woo, Stephen's doing brilliant. He's doing this." Whereas we yeah. know that in between all of those jobs is that feeling of, "I might never work again. This is the end of again. this is the end of my career." Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And then yeah. you get something, and they're like, "Woo, great! He's on, you know, celebrity antiques Road. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But ha- but they haven't had to suffer the. The the wearing the tight vest of uncertainty for the months between jobs. Yeah. So that's what we have to sort of that's why we get grumpy, I think. (laughs) Yeah, and insecure and losing. So insecure. Yeah, Yeah, so insecure because everything's just based on maybes and what ifs. A lot of the time. Which is what I wanted to ask you. Do you think Kathy Griffin Pitched to this show or it was pitched to her.
2: So I've read her book. Mm. And so I think, if memory serves, what happened was, so she was in a sitcom called Suddenly Susan. Do you know mm. about this show?
3: I remember the name.
2: Yeah, from the 90s. Brooke Shields was like the big name. Yeah. And she was like the sidekick. And she, In a book, she kind of says, I'm paraphrasing, so it's not 100% accurate, but she goes... Um, what did she say? Suddenly Susan... Oh, yeah, so she goes, like, normally the sidekicks, kind of like the breakout star, they get offered their own show afterwards. Da, da, da. And they did four years of Suddenly Susan. And off the back of that, she'd got, like, a stand-up special, and her, yeah. she was selling out bigger shows. and. But then at the end of Suddenly Susan, just nothing happened. She couldn't get booked. No one wanted her. She wasn't getting booked on guest roles or anything. Yeah. No one was coming knocking. And then according to the book, she did not work for four years apart from doing stand-up. She had to go back to the clubs and was back on the road. And then one day she was like, right, what do I need to do? And she'd done this bit on um, her stand-up special where she talked about where she'd guest starred on Seinfeld. And she said something like, fuck you, Jerry Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. And that was like a big moment in TV. And Jerry invited her back on the show. and And then... So she was like, that's always worked really well for me. So she rang up the Laugh Factory in LA and went, what, this is what I mean about the hustling, what nights do you have free? And he was like, well, we have Wednesdays at 11, but no one ever comes then, that's why it's free. And she went, I'll take it. And apparently it sold out every Wednesday that it ended up getting buzz. And so industry started going, that Kathy Griffin's selling out. And then just one day the head of NBC was there and his wife loved the show and was like, you've got to do something with it. So he called her in, they started talking about a sitcom. So then she thought she was going to get like a sitcom called Kathy. And then um, he called her in again and was like, listen, um, sitcoms are really dear to make and we don't know if it'll work. Yeah, And you're naturally funny and your parents sound funny. So um, we're just going to do a reality show. Wow. And that's how it kind of happened.
3: That's a very good answer, Stephen. Well done. I love yeah. your in-depth knowledge.
2: Well, I know, but I, I have knowledge on nothing. Like, nothing.
3: No, you but saw... if that was your mastermind specialist subject, you'd have absolutely smashed it, babes.
2: Thank you so much. You're but welcome. It, it wasn't. My mastermind specialist subject was girl groups of the 90s and noughties, and I forgot about the Pussycat Dolls, didn't I? And so they fucked me over, which is another reason to not be the biggest fan of Nicole... Scherzinger. Did you do Mastermind? Yes.
3: And your your specialist subject was Girls Band of the
2: 90s? And Naughties.
3: Wow! What did you score?
2: Can I tell you my full score? Because I can't remember but I know what I got by the end of the episode. Go on. Four.
3: <gasps> oh! Stephen! Four! Well, would they, and would three. They'll...
2: I think three was on general knowledge, which is a shock to us all. Hang
3: on. So you got one point in your specialist subject, Girl Bands of the Noughties and Nineties. From what I can remember, yeah. And three points in general knowledge. Yeah. Were you last?
2: Uh, Yes.
3: Yeah. Okay. No, I only asked. It was
2: mortifying. It was mortifying. I'm just going to
3: move my head slightly there so you can see my shelf in the background. I just... Um, I'm,
2: I'm just going to you see, these.
3: see right that that's that's my mastermind um, champion.
2: What was your topic? Trophy.
3: Well, I've done it twice, Stephen. Uh, the first time my topic was the life and works of Quentin Crisp.
2: Oh my god!
3: And the second time my topic was the life and works of Jacques Cousteau. Oh, my God, they're smart as well. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, my God. I won one and came second in the other. There
2: you go. Do you <laughs> know, though, I I hate you. Yeah. I feel like I get booked <laughs> because I can't do it. I get booked like a Gemma Collins gets booked, but without the profile.
3: <laughs> a profileless Gemma Collins. Because... Wow.
2: <laughs> the other thing is, sometimes I've got further along in quiz shows, like Celebrity Pointless... Well, I can't say because it's not aired yet, but I did very well.
3: Okay, I did very badly on Celebrity Pointless.
2: But I think I did very well because I was with Somebody who did quite well. Okay. That I can't... But they were very intelligent and um, it wasn't you. Okay. And, um, but then it was like, oh, God, there's so many... Okay, I can't navigate this. <laughs> Other quiz shows that are yet to air, mm. I did well in. By accident, right? And it is commented on. I mean, you will see them over Christmas, but it is commented on that I always look like I'm going to get the answer wrong, and then even I
3: surprise yourself.
2: I surprise myself, and it is just lucky answers. Yeah, yeah. I can't
3: say much. So, are we this. going to yeah. are, are we going to see you on the television over Christmas, Stephen?
2: Yeah, I think there's like three separate celebrity quiz shows that I'm going to be on. Wow, that's loads. I know, but. It's not like... You're always
3: banging on about not getting any work. You do loads. No, but you do, like, like presenting.
2: You do celebrity. I'm just doing a quiz show. Yeah,
3: but, I mean, I've got... I mean, I would... Yeah. I'd do it. I'm I'm available.
2: I'm available. You've probably already done them.
3: No, I don't think I have done all the ones you've done. I've done Celebrity Pointless. I've done that a few times.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I've never quite worked out how to play Pointless. I think the last time I went, the last time I did it, I stood there and I went, I don't think I fully understand the rules. And then before I knew it, I was out. Um, I The last time I did Celebrity Pointless, I spent longer in makeup than I did in the studio.
2: I respect That's- that, though.
3: I mean you get the same fee don't you there is a yeah. bit of me that's like this
2: is what so can i tell you about when i did celebrity coach trip we've really gone off it's Kathy griffin it. but when i did celebrity coach trip your fee is your fee whether you last a day or three weeks that is right. your fee yeah um and everyone was so competitive like we had a nice group to be fair i've watched some of them and you go Oof. Ooh. um but we had a nice group but people were so competitive about staying. Whereas I was like, guys, yeah. what is wrong with you? Your fee, your daily rate is higher the quicker you go. And yeah. they were all laughing at me because they were like, hold on. So you want to go quicker so you you're, you can put your daily rate up? And I was like, yes! yeah.' Then I got stuck there to the final.
3: Yeah. You see, because you're good at these things. You're good at them. Well, this Not is mastermind, the but other things you're good at.
2: Yeah. Me and you need to do more stuff together next year. Yeah. I think it would be let's try good. and
3: make that happen. Should we yes, let's try and make but that I happen. I do have a
2: plan in place that if a certain someone does a certain something in January, that could happen.
3: Right. Would we do our own reality TV show? Would we? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I reckon. But also, we. do you know when they do like these like um little challenge reality shows that it's like you've got to support each other kind of thing. Yeah. I think we'd be great on that. Do you think I'd be a good support? No, I think you'd be competitive and therefore <laughs> carry us over the line. I think I'd be the one that makes sure that we're endearing to the audience.
3: Okay. I can be endearing.
2: No, but you'd forget in, in lieu of winning.
3: Yeah, I would actually. Yeah. and yeah. I would become less. In...
2: to make it a bit Radio 4 for you, a little softer for you.
3: Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kathy Griffin, My Life on the D-List hit or not hit
2: it was a hit it won two yeah. emmys okay yeah yeah it won two emmys it was the first show on bravo i believe that to win an emmy ever okay that's yes yeah. pretty impressive she did six series um she's in the guinness book of world records for doing more te- televised stand-up specials out of anyone living or dead male or female
3: that's an incredible stat
2: yeah and that's
3: one that we don't hear a lot. No, nope.
2: nope. see, I think she's good. And if you watch Cathie Griffin I live on the D-list now, there is an episode where it's like, with everyone that's banging on for their likes on social media, she was actually going, using this platform she had. And if you remember at the time when this was airing, social media wasn't a thing, so TV was the biggest platform to get your voice out. Mm-hmm. And there's an episode where she campaigns. The episode's mm-hmm. called Norma Gay. And the episode is about her campaigning to legalize gay marriage in America because um and she goes to meet gay couples where they're not benefiting from spousal health care mm. and she goes and bangs on people's houses and goes, Would you vote, you know, for gay marriage? And people were saying no, and she was going, Well, can you tell me why? Like yeah. she'd really challenge them.
3: Oh, good for that's no, oh, I've changed my opinion.
2: Yes. yes yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah, I mean I'm slightly cynical because obviously we both know gay audiences are quite loyal as well and it will sell out shows. So um
2: True, but you know. Yeah. I've not campaigned in ages. No, I have think you? you
3: should get your placards out again.
2: Excuse me, I am supporting Manchester's I choose kindness campaign because hate crimes against queer people in Manchester have risen. Yes. By a lot, by a lot.
3: Yeah, no. You, Over
2: 3,000 reports this year of hate crimes in Manchester.
3: That's horrific.
2: Yeah, so against queer people. So I've signed up, I'm working with Manchester Pride on the I Choose Kindness campaign. Cause babe, I choose kindness.
3: Oh, that you're such a good person. I am. Yeah. Namaste. Namaste.
2: So tell me what you respect. Like, you know, do you respect the hustle? Do you see? I yes. know everything, Don't forget it's TV, so there has to be a level of production. Yeah. Do you see? I would, I find the level of hustle to be truthful. I find the the list obsessed, the AD, you know, I find that true. Going like, well, I have to go on the John McEnroe show because Jay Leno won't have me. I find that a truthful yep. decision to make. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah.
2: I do. I, I, do you see yourself in her? A...
3: No, because you know that that doesn't. You know that I don't have the the Griffin grit. But maybe I should have more of it. So in that way, it was slightly inspirational, even if I just had a sort of tenth of her um, wealth. Not even the wealth. It's just a drive, isn't it? It's just a drive. That's what Eva, I need.
2: I'm going to send you her book because. Even, I think the book maybe you'll read a lot more into it. It's like she doesn't find any sort of success till she's 36.
3: Right, okay.
2: Which we're told is old. But yeah. But clearly it's not. Um, and that's when she got Suddenly Susan, 36. And it's all the stories about all the near misses. Like she auditioned for the role of Phoebe in Friends. Okay, yeah. Oh, she auditioned, God. like, yeah. so close. And then, and she was friends with Lisa Kudrow. And yeah. And Lisa got it. And she's, she says in it, she goes, Lisa's the right person for the job. But then she was like, but overnight, Lisa Kudrow. Became a huge star. Shop. shopping mall. Yeah,
3: yeah. And
2: she was like, and I'm still performing in a cafe. And we least... both
3: know what it's like to nearly get something as well. Yeah. That so is...
2: many times.
3: So many times. But that, that near miss.
2: I think people go, well, next time it'll be you. And it's like, no, no. No, that's what gone now. What happens is that near miss means nothing. The near miss no. means nothing. Getting the big job. But the get. name miss means, you, it doesn't mean you'll get the next job. People just forget. Yeah. <sighs> but we plough on, Stephen. Oh, I love it. Cathy's book. I'm going to send you Cathy's book. Right. I'm going to send it you. Oh, thank you. Yeah.
3: Is it ta- that time of the show?
2: It's that time of the show.
3: Is it time for?
2: Go, wait for it. There Yay! it is.
3: Yay! Husband. Yay!
2: Of the week. Ah, oh. husband of the week. Who's Hit your me. husband of the week? Shall I go? You go first. I'm torn between two.
3: I've got, I've got a definite husband of the week this week. What? Sarah, it's Gareth Southgate.
2: Why is it a football thing that I'm not going to get?
3: Well, you you must be aware that there is a certain World Cup going on at the moment.
2: I know, but I can't watch it out of protest.
3: And, and I agree with you on that. But everything else aside, I I do love a World Cup. Do you? And yeah, I love a World Cup. I love a bit of football. Um, and I I don't watch club football at all. I'm not the least bit interested. But when the World Cup's on, I, I get I get involved. And we're doing pretty well.
2: Yeah, With well, three... even I know that. Like, I know the yeah. results, as they say, <clears throat> the results. And of the
3: score. this sort of beautifully connects to what we're talking about because Gareth South- Southgate, our England manager, I think everybody loves Gareth. And he's also known what it's like to fail horribly because he had that very famous penalty miss back in the 90s, end of the 90s, which lost us, I think it was the Euros. Um, and. Um, it was it was such a huge uh, career low for him, a massive low that you suddenly you watched it and went, how is anybody ever going to come back from that? That is a, you know, that's a huge blow. And now he is, I'm going to say a national treasure because of what he's done with the England team over the last sort of, you know, eight years or so. Um and you know, we, we most... look pretty good. We look pretty good. And I reckon, I mean, we're up against France next and that's going to be a difficult one because they've got Mbappe, who is um an incredible striker. So it'll be a hard game. But my husband of the week is Gareth Southgate and his endless wardrobe of sensible choices.
2: And, you know, he must be like a national treasure, like you say, because I am not putting this on. I don't know anything about football. Obviously, you know, I know some basics. I know Manchester United wears red, you know, that kind of thing. But (laughs) I know I know David Beckham, my despised girl, and I'm really not putting it on. I have no interest in it. Don't watch it. Couldn't tell you a thing, right? But, and I don't like how football fans behave during the World Cup. They drink too much. Drink, Drink one pint less, drink one pint less. But, what I will say is I've heard of Gareth Southgate. Um, what's he called again? Gareth Southgate. Yeah. And everyone seems to like him. I've Very nice that. man. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. So it must it must be true because normally yeah. where people are a c word.
3: Yeah. No, he's he's um he's done us proud. He's yeah. done us proud, mate. He's done yeah. us proud. Anyway, I'm gigging next Saturday, so I won't be able to watch the match.
2: Oh, oh me too. Yeah. Oh, good. Um and um. <laughs> Who else, who else, who else? Gareth Stafford. Okay, so my husband of the week yeah. is da, 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 a comedian we know called Scott Bennett.
3: Oh, lovely Scott. He'd make we a lovely love husband.
2: Scott. I'll tell you why. Because we did um, a weekend's worth of Christmas gigs here in Manchester. Yeah. And they were their role. And when they are like that, listen, I want everyone to have a great time. It's your money, your choice. If you'd rather get shit faced with your work friends, than listen to the comedy. I respect that, but thank you still for coming and providing us our mortgage payments. I respect it. Do what you want, but it is still bad for my soul. And so in the green room, you need to be with someone that is also supportive. in that place of acceptance. Yeah. Supportive, keeps their cool, talks about the future and he's like we've just got to get through it and we did that together
3: oh bless him yeah. what a... he's an absolute star scott an yeah. absolute star if you haven't seen him do go see him he's brilliant he's yeah. brilliant yeah well done that's a lovely choice yeah Thank where you. were the gigs can i ask
2: yeah they were at the frog and bucket in manchester
3: oh my goodness at christmas time well yeah. well done you're an absolute yeah. you are a showbiz trooper
2: do you know the worst thing about it? I am a showbiz trooper. I'm Kathy Griffin, my life on the D-list. But do you know the worst thing about it is, because you don't know what you're going to walk into. Like, to be fair, so we did four over the weekend. Two were great. Yeah. Expectedly so. And two were like, oof. and it's no one's fault like i really don't either i don't blame the audience there's nothing you can do as a comedy club like it's no one's fault it's just the time of year because it's like one person from the office is suggesting to do this but they're also willing to pay so you're like oh i'm just gonna go for a free drinks and to shag janice in the toilet do you know what i mean
3: yeah i know exactly what you mean i've done those gigs yeah well done you're an absolute trooper
2: Now, Zoe, you're going on tour next year. I am. And you've I got a divine little tour support.
3: I have got divine tour support in the shape of my own, Cathy Griffin from the north. That's what I'm going to call you from now on. Yeah. My northern Cathy Griffin. Oh,
2: thank you. I like that. You're welcome, that.
3: babes. You're welcome. So where uh, can
2: we get tickets in You can go
3: Christmas? to... Yes, in time for Christmas, ZoeLions.co.uk. All of the shows are up there with links to the venues. Bag yourself a little Christmas prezzy. I mean, I, I've i said it before and I'll say it again. I make a super stocking
2: filler. <laughs> um, and um, what's the show about? Sell it to us, baby. Is it funny? Oh, is it a theme? What is it's, it, baby? It's
3: based on my 18 months of midlife crisis yeah,
2: you'll enjoy it, Stephen. Well, you'll You're have to enjoy it. going to talk about the car that you bought? Oh,
3: yeah, the car that I bought. You talk about that. I do talk about that, right, actually. Right, right. I talk about the car that I bought, the one good that I sold. Good story,
2: guys. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's story. good story.
3: Come along. You'll have to see. Come along, see the show. Um, uh, certain shows, you are supporting me, which would be lovely. I don't see it as support. I see it as a joint venture.
2: No, I am supporting you. I'm going to be there I'm going to bring you a roast chicken for when you're crying yourself into your travel lodge. You won't be alone this time. You're like my underwired bra. That's what
3: you are. You are. Oh, bless you. Oh, this has been fun.
2: Yep follow us on all the social medias guys I'm at Stephen Comedy on Instagram Zoe Lioness is at Zoe Lions comedy um like subscribe tell your friends we ne- we know we need more listeners we need more friends guys We need more friends need be more our friends. friends And also I think we're a podcast for people of a nice age not one of these controversial young ones we're for you that's on your way to the library.
3: yeah i'll go with that it's niche but fuck it yeah Yeah. i'll have it so um, i'm oh sorry steve no you
2: say it i trampled all
3: over your last line no i
2: trampled over you you say it you say
3: it till next time this has been let's talk about the husband goodbye
0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Made by Dark Shooting, live streaming, and
1: podcast production.